Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Savage. Today is a really special episode because we are talking about something that most people don't relate to as a key to growth. And what we're talking about today is vulnerability and the power of vulnerability and how it can be a secret weapon for your success and for creating the life and the business that you desire. Most people think of vulnerability as weakness. And I want to address my own vulnerability. I want to talk about what vulnerability actually is, what it isn't. I want to talk about the fears that we feel around vulnerability And I want to talk about why we actually need vulnerability to create more success and how to be more vulnerable. It's not second nature for most of us. To be vulnerable is to be open. And to be open means there is the possibility of pain. And none of us want to purposely open ourselves up to the possibility of pain. The reality is, is that when we are shut down from that possibility, we are also preventing our own success and our own growth. So I remember the first time that I shared my story publicly. It was at a Salvation Army and it was, I believe, the end of 2010. So at this point, I was coming up on a year sober and I had spent almost a year since my last arrest digging into why I was making the choices that I was making and creating a new identity that would support a life that was different. So I remember being in this room. I remember driving with a friend to the Salvation Army. I remember my palms sweating. This was actually the first time that I spoke in front of an audience besides performances when I was younger uh, in musicals and choir and things like that. So I was very nervous. I was very nervous about just public speaking. I was very nervous about how I would be perceived. I was so scared of judgment and I remember my palms being sweaty and I remember walking in and sitting there and everything kind of around me, I I went inward and I just felt like, okay, you're going to do this and whatever happens from it, you're going to be okay. So in those moments, I just remember connecting with within myself to ensure some sort of safety. I didn't know that that's what I was doing at that time. But of course, this many years later, I recognized that. And when I 
spoke my story. You know, I started out shaky. I didn't have, it wasn't like a presentation. I didn't have note cards. I didn't have an outline. I was just sharing what I had gone through and what had happened since then. And at that point, everything was still fresh. I was still figuring out who I was. I was still trying to navigate life without, you know, numbing from drugs and alcohol. And so I shared basically what I knew at that point about why I got to that point. And after sharing and telling everyone about what I had gone through and who I was and what that led to and my choice to turn my life around, I realized in that moment that the emotion of being able to create the possibility for change, for motivation, for inspiration was far more important and more relevant than my fear. I realized in that moment that opening up to share who I was, what I had done, where I had been, and then where I was now really allowed people to see themselves in me. The people in the Salvation Army are without homes, you know, some of them without jobs or, you know, just finding a job, some of them struggling with, with addiction and, you know, violence and trauma and all sorts of things. But in that moment, I was able to say, hey, I've been there and now I'm here. And that allowed them to connect and see some possibility. So I know that opening up and sharing your weaknesses, your pain, your failures seems like that it may be perceived as, oh, well, you know, if she did that, then, you know, that's who she is. There's so much like the energy of judgment is so heavy because we care so deeply about what other people think about us. The reality is people see not just who you were, but also who you are. And so by sharing my story that day, yes, there was fear. Yes, there there was probably people who judged me. Yes, there was people who took nothing from what I said, but then there was people who did. So when you open up, it's not just about opening up for the possibility of that pain, that hurt, but it's also opening up to the possibility of what kind of change can you create? What sort of connections can be formed? What sort of impact can, can your words, can your story, can your resonance, can your relevance really make? I was scared to be vulnerable. I was scared of how it would be perceived, but that didn't stop me from doing it. And it hasn't stopped me this many years later. And now I, I own fully who I was. I know fully who I am. And I know that me opening up to share who I once was is lighting the path for so many people to show them anything is possible.
So vulnerability isn't just about the opening for that possibility of pain. It is about the opening for the possibility of a deeper connection, possibility for change. In the dictionary, the definition of vulnerability reads, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. And there is no wonder why we fear being vulnerable because when you open, there is this possibility, but we don't consider the other side of that possibility. And that's what I really want to focus on today. Vulnerability feels like instability. It feels like a lack of control. As people, what we desire most is to stay in control of who we are, where we're going. We want things planned, structures. We want to know everything. But that's not the way that life works. Vulnerability doesn't have to be instability. Your vulnerability can, can provide stability. Your vulnerability and opening to the world to share can be not a lack of control, but you taking back control. I want you to think about vulnerability like a chain link fence. I want you to close your eyes and envision a chain link fence. It still provides a barrier, but with that barrier, things can move in and out still. There is enough holes in the fence to where things can move freely in both directions. This to me is how I visualize vulnerability. I understand that there needs to be boundaries and some sort of barriers to where I am not 100% every little piece of me is shared with the entire world. There are some things that are just for you. But I also understand that if I open just enough to let things move forward, that that can also bring things back to me. Vulnerability is taking chances, putting yourself out there, being honest about mistakes, failures, lessons. It's sharing personal or difficult information that may feel like someone will judge you for it. Vulnerability is being able to feel and process through difficult emotions. And vulnerability is being willing to mend or reconnect with relationships that maybe once felt broken or unfixable. It's admitting when you're wrong. It's apologizing. It's saying, I've been there too. It is more of an even playing field. What vulnerability is not is weakness. Vulnerability is actually one of the greatest strengths that you can have because when you are vulnerable, you show that you are able to be connected with. You show that you are a human. One of the things I see in a lot of marketing, especially in the coaching industry, 
being that I live in these almost two different worlds of being this motivational speaker, but also somebody who works with people in their businesses and, and coaching on an intimate level, in the coaching world, there has been this separation to where almost a hierarchy has been created. And how we look at that hierarchy is the people who are on top are the ones with the most luxurious items, things, lives, making the most money. And then everybody else is underneath that. The reality is in order to hold that space at the top, some of these top leaders that I've worked with feel an immense amount of pressure to not show all sides of them. And this happens with a lot of the CEOs and business owners that I work with because you have this idea that to be a leader, you need to have it all together. And having it all together means you have to be strong. And in your mind, being vulnerable is weakness. But part of being a human is being able to connect with other people. Within businesses, within companies, within associations, within any sort of team, there has to be connection in order for it to thrive. And if there is no vulnerability, there is no connection. People feel disconnected when there is no resonance or relevance. Vulnerability is not you being fragile, and it absolutely is not you oversharing personal things with the intent of gaining sympathy. It is different to show up and, and speak or have a conversation with someone in which you say, I'm really struggling and I just need to be seen or to express to someone, I've been there too. I know what that feels like versus begging internally and having the intention of somebody, please validate my emotions. Somebody tell me that I'm okay. It is not a vulnerability is not a quest for worthiness, but it is honesty. It is being willing to be a human that connects with other people, regardless of your title, your status, your job description, where you may be on a ladder. And what stops us from being vulnerable and making these connections is fear. Like I said, when I was sitting in front of this group of people to share my story for the first time, my palms were drenched. My stomach was in knots. I was terrified of what people would think of me. Who is she to say this? Who is she to show up like this? We fear a lot of things in life and fear is the biggest obstacle that prevents us from becoming the people we desire to be and having the success we desire to have. We fear failing, especially publicly. We think that if we keep it to ourselves, nobody will know. We fear being perceived as not knowing something which is so always incredible to me because in what world is there any human who knows everything about everything? There is an immense amount of power in asking for help. 
But when we fear being perceived as not knowing something, they're going to think I'm stupid. That is a thought I had so many times. On paper, I'm not well-educated. I barely graduated high school and I didn't go to college. And so my fear was, if I put myself in a room with people who are well-educated, what do I have to offer? What if they see me as not educated? What if I sound stupid? When we are afraid of being perceived as not knowing something we think we should know because we think we should know it all, it prevents us from asking for help. We fear vulnerability mostly because of our egos. Our ego tries to keep us safe, to close us off, to let us have an imaginary world in which we know all the things, we never fail, we are perfect. But that's not reality. We all fail, we all fall. The people that you view as most successful are still failing. It is a normal part of life. Vulnerability is a necessity. What it actually creates and why we need vulnerability so much in our teams and our companies and our associations and our businesses and our lives is because we have one core desire as humans. And that is to be connected with, to feel an intimate connection in which we are seen, heard, and understood. That is the one thing that every single person needs. And without vulnerability, that deeper connection is not possible. The people in your life right now that you are the most connected with It's because they know you best. It's because you've been vulnerable with them. It's because they've seen you hurt. They've seen you cry. They've seen you fail. They've seen you fall. We need vulnerability for that connection. We need need vulnerability for meaningful conversations. One of the things that I realized about my own happiness is my favorite thing to do is have conversations with people. To sit in a room, whether that's in a room with one person or in a room with thousands of people, and be able to have conversations that create something, that create change, that create impact, meaningful conversations that touch our heart. Vulnerability is required. We need vulnerability because as people, we need to be team players in our companies, in our place of work, in the businesses that we run, there has to be teamwork. And teamwork isn't possible if every single person is acting as a singular person, only doing their tasks and closing themselves off from the team around them. It's like when people are in relationships for a long time and they're unhappy and they say it feels like living with a roommate. That happens in businesses when there's no teamwork because there's no connection. 
vulnerability creates trust. I want you to think about who you trust, just like who you are most connected with. Why do you trust them? Because they've shown up for you. They've been there for you. You know you can rely on them. And without openness, that could never be found. We want to be trusted and we want to be able to trust other people. So how can you be more vulnerable? One of the great communication tools that I teach is asking the question, help me to understand. This works regardless of the environment. Help me to understand why you're frustrated. Help me to understand why that doesn't work for you. Help me to understand why you are upset with me. Asking this question, instead of creating resistance, creates openness. It is an invitation for sharing. Help me to understand. This says, I want to, on the other side of this conversation, understand where you are standing, what you are going through, where you are coming from. This creates openness, vulnerability, and connection. We also need to release this idea that not knowing everything makes you weak. There was so much imposter syndrome. I still have imposter syndrome. Every time I do something new, every time I speak on a different topic, every time I get a new client, I still have moments of who am I to be able to do this? But what I know is I can trust myself enough that when someone comes to me with a question that I don't have the answer to, my response can be, I don't know, but I can help you to find it. That's not my specialty. That's not my zone of genius, but I know someone who can help you. There is an alternate response that isn't just, I know everything, because that is your ego. You are not weak because you don't know everything. It is our job as humans to forever learn and grow. If you aren't learning, if you aren't growing, you're not living. It is part of it. If you want to be more vulnerable and open yourself up for connections and conversations and change, better work environments, better team culture, it's important for you to be able to approach conversations with more of an open mind. A lot of times we insert ourselves or walk into a room and we have a purpose. We know why we're there. But what if we can adopt somewhat of a beginner's mindset, knowing that we harness great wisdom in many areas, but also knowing we have room to learn and grow. If we approach conversations with the idea of they have something to offer, regardless of their age, their status, their title. I've seen remarkable changes in companies when CEOs start to open the door for people who to, to speak and bring creative ideas 
that that's not necessarily their job. I've seen incredible things happen when we start to give people permission to formulate ideas, to ask questions, to give input, to give feedback on things that they weren't necessarily hired for or don't know everything about. Being able to understand and approach conversations with, regardless of who someone was, what their status is, what their title is, approaching the conversation with knowing they have something of value to bring to the table. At the very least, they have a different perspective that I can't see. They offer a perspective that might catch my blind spots. That's beautiful. And one of the last things I want to share with you today is in being vulnerable and how to be more vulnerable for this deeper connection, for greater growth and success is when you are speaking to someone, whether it's a group or a singular person, what would happen if you led that conversation with the purpose of connecting to them and being willing to say, I've been there instead of leading with shame. Sometimes we don't realize that we are shaming people. It's usually not our intention. But when you talk down to someone, when you put pressure on them and say things like, you should have done this, or you should know better, it creates shame. So when we're trying to make a correction, when we're trying to address a problem, when you're trying to say something that might be a little bit uncomfortable, how much easier would the conversation be if you say, I've messed up too. Hey, I know what it's like to mess that thing up. I've messed up too. Here's how we can change it. Here's what I learned from that. Here's how to do it better. When we lead and connect with how we've been there, how we understand, people open instead of close. When you lead with shame, people close off. People feel smaller. What we want in conversation is to have a collaborative conversation in which people rise to meet each other. I hope that you understand the power of vulnerability. I hope that you understand the reason why this is a secret weapon to your success. Because that core desire of connection that you have as a human is built in vulnerability. Everybody's vulnerability will look different. How you share and what you share will be different, but it matters. Your story matters, where you've been, your failures, your lessons matter. And even when you're afraid of how you may be perceived, understand that there may be people who judge you, but the feeling of being able to inspire, motivate, change, create connection will always win if you choose that over those fears. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this is helpful for you, for your business, for your company, for your relationships. I would love to hear 
any takeaways that you have, feel free to message me and we can have a deeper conversation about that. I'm currently booking speaking engagements to come in and speak to your company, your business, your team. And I also have a few private coaching spaces open. I'm so honored to be able to share this message with you today. I hope that you have taken some things with you that will help you greatly in your pursuit of success and growth. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation and it's free. The link is in the show notes. So I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.